Look at your neighbor and tell him one touch changes everything. They didn't, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't. That, I'm sorry, I messed y'all up. That wasn't the right neighbor. Find your other neighbor and say one touch, just, just one touch from you, just one, just one touch from you, just one, just one, just one, just one, just one, just one, just one touch from you. Any Union Church ladies in the room that remember just one touch from... Here's what just crossed my mind about the woman with the issue of blood. She wasn't the only person in the room. The Bible says there were so many people that she had to fight through the crowd to get to... I've discovered some people are just satisfied with being in the atmosphere of Jesus. As long as I'm in the crowd, that's good enough. But there's a small amount of people that said, I didn't, I didn't get this close to not get a touch from my king. It may not be the whole crowd, but I wonder, is there anybody in the room? You didn't come just to get around him. You didn't come just to see him. You didn't come just to hear him. I came for one touch from the Lord. I came for one touch from the Lord. Yeah. Just one touch, one touch, one touch, one touch. Look at your neighbor and say, just one touch, one touch, one touch. And you know what's wild? <laughs> The touch that every single person needs may be different. She needed healing. Zacchaeus needed forgiveness. Bartimaeus needed his eyes open. Jairus needed his daughter raised. And the same Jesus was able to give every single person exactly what the, I don't know if you came in tonight with a diagnosis that you need him to touch. I don't know if it was a mental health issue. I don't know if it was just God, I'm stumped when it comes to this situation at work. But whatever touch you stand in need of. One of the things I love about God is before he introduced himself as Jaira, our provider, before he said, I'm Rafa, your healer, before he said, I'm Shalom, your peace, he said, I am that I am that I am that I am. Don't get caught up on one of my names because if you get caught up on one of my names, you may think that that's all I am. So just before you get it twisted, I'm a healer and I'm a redeemer and I'm peace and I'm the Rose of Sharon and I am that I am that I am that I am everything that you need and more. I am everything that you need and more. Hey. All right, high five one person because time is of the essence. Tell somebody I'm not leaving without one touch. I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. I'm not. Just one touch from. Go ahead, grab your seat. Grab your seat. Grab your seat. Oh. Changes it all. 
Just one touch from you. Just one touch from you. Everything is changing. Just one touch from you. One touch from you, Jesus. Everything changes. All I want is to live within your love, be undone by who you are. My desire is to know you deeper. And Lord, I will open up again, throw my fears into the love. Desperate for a touch. All I want is to live within your love. Be undone by who you are. My desire is to know you deeper. And Lord, I will open up again from my fears and tune I'm, uh, I'm not going to do it tonight because uh, Pastor Temi's hair will be curled more than it is right now. But one of these nights, I'm going to do a Q&A. We, we, I, I would put a hot mic out right now. You should see the death stares that I'm getting right now. But we don't do it. We, we, yeah, we ain't going. You want to do it right now? Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. We'll see where this goes. What does being undone mean to you? One thing I want to challenge you on is we sing a lot of stuff that we don't realize what we're singing. We literally just sang all I want is to live within your love. It goes on to say to be undone. What, what, just, just take a moment. Just, just meditate on that word undone. Come, 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 come. We put you on the mic. What, what does it mean to be undone? Uh, John 3.30, decrease me, increase God. Okay, that's very spiritual. Correct. Very correct. Very correct. All right. All right. Can you give me an undone? What, is, what does undone mean to you? Not the biblical. No offense. That was great. That was great. That's a, you got it right. And there's no right or wrong, but what does undone mean to you? Um, being taken back to the bare bones. Of... Taken back to the bare bones of who you're supposed to be. I like that. 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 I'm looking, Emery, Emery, come, 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 Emery, come on, all right, move, 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 come on, Captain Hampton, come on, give it up for Hampton, you, the other H-U, <laughs> what does it mean to be undone, undone? You know, like when a, a female gets a, whoa, 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 you're closer than anybody else, you want to go there? I want you to go there, I just want, you prepare. I mean, 
What? You've been campus pastor at Flowers for like 24 hours. You sure you want to ease on in? You're, let's do it. Let's do it. So I know it takes time for, for ladies to get their hair done. So think about the, the hours that they may sit to get braids. So to sit there and take it all out and looks all crinkly and not put together and undone. So, That's what I was looking for. That, that was a, listen, gotta be careful with the jokes here, Stephanie. How many people you ever seen someone undone? <laughs> Just look straight ahead. Come on, Mandela. All I want is to live within your love. Be undone by. Stop. Is that really all you want? You want God to so mess you up till your hair is crinkly? Because you just spent the last 15 minutes singing that. Huh? Huh? He wants you to, uh, so you want him to undo you as long as he redoes you. Put, put me back after you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put me back together. Put me back together. How many people, that sounds good. That sounds good. He can, he can undo me. Just do me back together when you, when you're done, when you're done, when you're done. Or could it be that we're already undone and we need him to put us back together? Maybe this fear that I'm walking in is not the fear he gave me, so I've been undone from who he made me to be. Maybe this insecurity is not something that he called me to walk with, and now I need him to put back in me what he already ordained for me, but for some reason, life stripped from me. Hallelujah. All I want is to live within your love beyond who you are my desire is to know you deeper and Lord I will open up again throw my fears into the wind I'm desperate for a touch from I am a I'm excited. Y'all, I woke up this morning in San Francisco. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's why we're going to preach short tonight, because I need to get some sleep. But I woke up, I was at a, a conference in Cali this week, and uh, Catalyst was tonight, and I'm like, they got any flights that can get me back on time? And they're like, well, you'd have to get up at this time, and it's direct. I said, do that one. And it must have been the Holy Ghost because we caught a 120 mile per hour tailwind and got here four and a half hours. Should have took six hours. I think the pilot had a wife in Baltimore. And he said, bump y'all, I need to get home. I ain't seen that late. He was flying like he had a wife in Baltimore that he ain't seen in a while. And I'm, but I was like, man, I, I, I want to be there because there's nothing that beats this atmosphere. And one of the things that we've been fighting, we've been doing catalysts for, I mean, at least 
more than 12 years. We did this before church started. But one of the reasons why we said we want to make sure we protect this space because when, it, when, when you get into a church and church flow, it is so easy to turn into a spiritual robot. The Bible actually calls it a familiar spirit. When you're no longer responding based on what God is doing, you're responding based on what God did. And I remember seven services ago, here's where I cried, so insert tears. And you know, three years ago, here's where I shouted, so insert shout. And you can actually end up going through the motions and not even rip. Where'd you go? Yeah, we need the Holy Ghost. Go ahead, just, just. And one of the reasons why I get so excited about Catalyst is, is two reasons. I'll give you the, the, the second one. Uh, second, that's why it's the second one. But the first reason I'm excited about Catalyst is every time we do this, Columbia, miracles break out. Like there are people that walked in with sickness that in the last 45, 50 minutes of worship, the Spirit of God just touched you. You came in with a migraine and all of a sudden it's came in with this sometimes small, sometimes minor, sometimes major, sometimes massive. In the last hour, depression just broke off of somebody in the name of Jesus. You may not even realize it till you go through a season that would normally have you overwhelmed and depressed. And when you go to reach for it, you're going to realize it ain't on the shelf anymore. He, he's removed it. He's put instead a garment of praise for that spirit of heaviness. There, there's joy where sorrow used to be. Come on now. God's, God is troubling demonic spirits and some people right now in this room, some of you walked in oppressed, overwhelmed, not even of your own doing, something that has been cursing your family from generation to generation to generation and it got on you before you could even fight for yourself but in the name of Jesus, you walked in with something that you're not about to walk out this night with. The Bible says whom the Son sets free is free indeed and by the way, I just want to put Satan on notice he messed up by letting you out the house tonight he messed up by letting you walking in this room tonight he thought he has you well he should have kept you while he had you because he let you get into the atmosphere of almighty god and this is a place where bondages are broken this is a place where curses are reversed this is a place where the truth of god sets people free Come on now. Some of you walked in this room tonight with a question that nobody has the answer to. But the Bible says if any man lacks wisdom, just ask. You ever ask somebody a question and they got irritated with your question? And you're like, I don't even know why I asked you. I didn't need all that attitude. You could have just... Here's what God said. He said, if you need anything, just ask. And I ain't going to give you no attitude about it. I'm not going to try and make you feel bad. You should have known this. I, anyway, anybody ever tells you, I told you already. Well, if I remembered, I wouldn't ask you. I'm not asking when you told me. I'm just asking. He said, if you lack wisdom, just ask and I'll, I'll give it to you. 
Whatever, whatever you stand in need of tonight, it don't matter if you're watching online, if you're in Columbia BWI, or you back in the production room, locked up like you're doing 15 to life, because these lyrics, y'all pray for the production team, man. I, back in that room, I, I, I want some Holy Ghost too. Why, why I gotta be back here clicking these lyrics for them to get Jesus? And I, <laughs> it's a sacrifice being on production team. Whatever you stand in, the only person that's not going to get anything tonight is the person who came with no expectations. Because the Bible says he does exceedingly and abundantly above what you ask, think, or imagine. If you don't ask for nothing, you ain't thinking about nothing, you ain't imagining nothing, guess what you gave them to exceed? So why don't you just take about five seconds, make sure you don't go home empty-handed. Just put a demand on this atmosphere right now. Just say, God, here, here, here I, I, need a, I need a fresh word from you, God. I, I need a fresh encounter, God. Here, here's the sickness in my body that I need. God, here's the torment in my mind, God. Here's the loved one that I need you to redeem, that I need you to save, that I need you to grab the attention of. Come on, act like for the next 30 seconds that you are standing before the throne of grace where he said come boldly he said don't come timid don't 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 come tiptoeing or sidestepping he said make a demand in your father who can sympathize with your weakness the miracle can happen now that was your cue Spirit of the Lord. Good job, good job, good job, good job. And the evidence is all around. And the Spirit of the Just one time, overflow in this place. This is the selfless part of the song. Overflow in this place. Fill our hearts with your love. Your love surrounds. Is now a good time to tell y'all we're in a deliverance series? Is that good? Is that, is that a good time to tell y'all? We're about three weeks in, so I, it's, it's, you should know. You should know. It ain't just it ain't just help. I'm not okay. It's some of us have been anchored. All of us have been anchored to some things in yesterday. God is saying yesterday no longer has authority to hold you back. Whom the sun sets free is free indeed and in this atmosphere right now God's healing hearts he's, he's breaking change he's, he's restoring hope he's restoring dreams he's restoring vision the other reason why I love um, Catalyst is we, we call Catalyst the believer's service and if you're an unbeliever in the room we're pumped we're excited that you're here we're not saying that you're not allowed we actually want you here we just kind of don't want you here because you take up seats but we're glad that you're here and that you've come and God bless you and uh, I'm not supposed to say that am I it's all good and there's people here from other churches which is okay I guess like 
We're glad you're here too. Um, I'm joking. But one of the reasons, my other reason why I love Catalyst and we call it the Believer Service is because this is our opportunity to mature you as a Christian. And I don't want to get ahead in my message that as the clock is ticking, it's becoming a mini message. Uh, but but it, it, it takes intensity to mature anything. When you think about natural maturity, you're thinking about the level of life pressures that you can handle. There's certain conversations you do not have with a four-year-old that you would have with a 14-year-old because the maturity level is different. You know what I mean? There's a certain conversation you're going to have with a 21-year-old that you're not going to have with a 14-year-old because your maturity level is different. There's a certain conversation I'm going to have with you in this room that I wouldn't necessarily have on a Sunday because the mature... Look at your neighbor and say, I'm mature, I'm mature, I'm mature, I'm mature. I'm... Now... Be careful saying that, because whom much is given, much is required. God told Moses, he said, it's too much for you. Go get the mature saints. Not everybody. Get, get the ones that, that, that are, are, are intense and intentional about their pursuit of God. And he said, get them into an atmosphere of worship. And he said, I'm going to take what's on you and I'm going to put it on them so that there can be a multiplication that's taking place. One of the reasons why I love Catalyst is because before there were hundreds or thousands of people in a room, there was just me, a piano, and my insecurities. I'd sit there and I'd cry and I'd play and I'd sing in tongues and I'd ask God if he could use me to do anything and he'd say I can use you I have a plan for you I have a purpose for you and I found out that he put something on my life in those moments that thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people would need as I live out the call of God on my life somebody say amen but I would not be living out the call of God on my life if I created a church that always had to draw off of what God put on me. My call is not to be the one that is drawn for. My call is to take you back to the well that I first drank from and to teach you how to drink for yourself, how to dig your... The Bible says out of your belly shall flow streams of living water. My goal is that in an atmosphere like this, something will get on you that when you go back home to your house, your family members will begin to say there's a peace on you. There's a joy on you. There's a purpose on you. My goal is that something would get on you in this room tonight that when you go to work on Monday, somebody will say, hey, can I talk to you for a second? I've been battling anxiety and fear and depression and I don't even know why I'm telling you this, but I feel like there's something that you can do about it. I'm just wondering, is there anybody in the room that you want God to put something on your life that actually affects the atmosphere around you. God, I don't just want to draw from somebody else's anointing. God, I want an anointing on my life. God, I want when I walk into a room that demons tremble. God, I want when I walk into a room that sickness is healed. God, I want that when I walk into a room people say, what must I do to be saved? 
anointing of God on their life. Yeah, 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 yeah. Grab your seatbelts. The Holy Spirit is helping me to behave. You know, is there anybody in here who wants the anointing of God on their life in a real way is a trick question. Because we in church, Thomas. Who going to say no? (laughs) And I've discovered what I want is not based on how I say, it's based on what I do. And can can I mess with you? You're in here and you're like, I don't really want the anointing of God on my life in a real way. I really just want to get this bill paid. (laughs) Find me a boot. (laughs) And get to some Caribbean island. (laughs) With some fruity drink with a weird name. Somewhere in the next six months. That's okay if that's where you are because you're in the room. And what you don't know is I prayed for you before you got here. And you're not going to like the prayer I prayed over your life. (laughs) The prayer that I prayed is God make them sick. Make them disgusted with normal. too late. You're already here. I prayed over everybody. I said, God, I pray that you would let them see something tonight that made them so disgusted with their life and say, God, I don't know what I'm missing, but I know that person has something on them that is not on me. And God, you said that you're not a respecter of persons, but it looks like you're doing something in their life more than you're doing it in my life. And that may sound ignorant, but I remember sitting in rooms and watching men and women of God minister and worship and pray. And I'd be like, man, they look like they know God in a way that I don't know God. And they look like they're being used by God in a way that I've never been used by God. And it literally gives you a holy discontent. I'm praying that some of y'all are so discontented. You need Tums before the end of the night. (laughs) Because the reality is God wants to use you in a great way. God wants to do something with your life that shifts a generation. If you've been under my ministry for any longer than 15 minutes, you know I'm always preaching. God don't make average people. God doesn't make small. He doesn't make insignificant. He doesn't make invisible. He only makes world changers. And by the way, world changers don't come with microphones. They don't come with titles. They don't come with ordinations. They just come with the almighty power of God in their belly. They just come with the power of the Holy Ghost and a vision of God. If you're looking to use anybody, you can use me. Somebody say amen. Y'all ready for this message? Great, but I'm not ready to preach it yet. Can I give you a three-minute message on how to become a world changer? Make sure that your pursuit of God is the Trinity. Most people, I don't have the right vocabulary for this, 
Most people pursue a triune God in a singular fashion. And then they're confused why the results they get are not the results God's word speaks to. So the Bible says that we worship one God. Somebody say amen. But he demonstrates, manifests, reveals himself in three different ways. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Bible says that we were made in the image of God. And just to prove that we were made in the image of God, we serve one God that manifests or shows himself in three different ways. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And you were made you. It's only one you. Sometimes you may think there's a couple of you's in there, but it's one you when you're hungry, one you when you're happy, one you when it's Friday, but there's only one you in there. But you have three parts to you. You have your physical flesh. You have your spirit that lives for all of eternity. And then you have your soul, your mind, your will, your emotion. It is not a coincidence that you serve a triune God and you are a triune being. You, you were made in his image. But most of us, when we try to build our lives in God, we do it in a singular fashion, even though we serve a triune God. What, what do I mean by that? There's certain people that they have an affinity to the presence of God. They love to worship. They love to pray. They, when they pray, they don't just pray. They rock and pray. You ever, you ever, listen, listen, listen. When you pray like this, heaven hears you one way. When you pray like this, heaven... I was on the golf course one time playing golf with this guy. And, you know, I try to get through, you know, a few holes before they ask me what I do for a living. Because once they ask you what you do for a living, you got to, you get two options. You're either going to lie, which I do do sometimes. I don't, I don't lie, lie. I just say I'm author. I'm author. I'm an author. I, it's not a lie. I'm a consultant. I'm a consultant. I consult. I consult thousands of people every single Sunday for an hour and 15 minutes. <laughs> and you know, usually by the ninth hole, there's been like nine F-bombs. They're just like, I mean, letting it roof. They're smoking cigars and throwing beers back. And you know, what do you do for a living? Ah, I'm Jesus, sorry. I <laughs> ruined your whole round. <laughs> But I was playing golf with this guy, asked me what I did. I felt like telling the truth that day, told him I'm a pastor. And he instant. oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Reverend. I didn't mean to say what I said. Like, I mean, they just instantly go on this apology chore. And then it's like the woman at the well. They instantly get like, feel. so what denomination are you? Are you? And they name like the two denominations that they know. They're like, are you Catholic? Are you? Dude, calm down. And he said something to me and I said, man, you'd love Union Church. You should come. The worship is amazing. He's how's the preacher. He said, I don't care about the music. I just want to hear the preaching. Singular pursuit. He said, my wife likes the music. She likes the emotional stuff. He said, I want to hear the word because that's what really matters. Says who? Because we serve a triune God, you cannot get all that he has pursuing him in a singular manner. Some people love the presence. They love to sing. They need to cry. They love to worship. They love to scream in tongues, but they don't crack their Bible open not one time. 
And then I wonder why, like the children of Israel, I'm marching around the same mountain, not making any progress, not seeing any miracles, not seeing any open doors, not seeing God do anything more. I don't know him more. I'm just crying and weeping and screaming in tongues. And then you have some people that know everything in this book, line upon line, precept above precept, but you can't see any results of it in their life. Here's why. Because the Bible says that the Holy Ghost came to reveal the word to us. So reading the Bible void of the Holy Spirit, bringing revelation and impartation and actually bringing things that will... You get get what I'm saying? So this was not three minutes, Mandela. It's good though. It's good. It's good. It's good. Okay, can, I t- can I tell you how to, how, to, how, to, how to build a supernatural life? Can I tell you how to build a walk with God that if you live this way, you will not recognize yourself in six month spurts. Every six months you will look at yourself saying, I don't even know who, who am I? Who, who, who is this person? Okay, here's the three parts. I need to be a lover of the presence of God. A a lover of the presence of God. What, What does that mean? That means I find value in just being around him when I don't need something. Does that make sense? Anybody grew up in the Christian rap era back in the day? Back in the day, any, come on now. It was, my rapper name was Lyrical Fire. Lyrical Fire. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was. Check me out on MySpace. I'm so sure. I'm sure I'm still there. Look up Lyrical Fire on MySpace. You'll see. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hopefully they shut that down, Mandela. Because if not, I'm ruined. I'm ruined. There was this rap one day. I don't need no reason to sit at the feet of Jesus. He, oh, go, don't, just don't egg me on. Don't egg me on. I, <laughs> I've got to be a lover of God's presence. Because oh, this is going to be the message, man. I wrote, I wrote a message for y'all on Monday. It was amazing. We'll see if I get to it. I've discovered that when I just spend time in God's presence, when I come out, there's something on me that attracts people to me without me even doing anything. Church folks will call it the anointing. The Old Testament will call it the glory of God. You know the story. Moses would go up into the presence of God. When he would come down, his face would literally be glowing because of the time that he spent in God's presence. And the people would, they say, there's something different about, when's the last time somebody said there's something different about you? And they weren't talking about how articulate you were or some unique idea you brought to the business world. No, 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 no. I just, and you know, they're unbelievers. They don't know. There's, there's an aura about, ain't no aura. This the Holy Ghost, baby. This aura. He ain't changed his name. He's got the same name, Holy Ghost. You and, and if you're not a lover of the presence of God, you will never maximize what God wants to do in your life. That's why sometimes in Catalyst, like I'm like, no, don't rush to the next song. Like let's let's just. 
You ever, you ever, you ever gone out on a date with somebody and, and they were just like, okay, where's the food at? <laughs> All right. While the appetizers come, can we make, order our main menu? Food's here. Can we get the dessert? You, you, you ever been out with somebody and they ask for the check and you still halfway through your, <laughs> it's like they sending you a message. I'm just here for the meal. I won't be back. Do we rush God? Like sometimes we don't think about a relationship with God the same way we think about a relationship with somebody else. You ever had somebody tell you a story and, and you started rushing them? What are you telling them? I don't want to hear your story. Get to the point. It's taken to, sorry fellas. <laughs> Ladies, why y'all take so long to get to the point? It's just... So then, my hair got undone, and I... <laughs> Step number one, I need to be a lover of the presence of God. Step number two, John chapter one, verse 14, and the word became flesh. I gotta do what that Bible says. And, and, and some of us, when we think about the Bible, we only think about sin. Make sense? When the Bible is not just about sin, it's about showing up on time. It's about consistency in what you put your hand to do. It's about, hey, if you, you want to have friends, be friendly. There, there's some day-to-day -day practical stuff. That, that, that if you would apply it to your life on a consistent basis and then add to that that you bask in the presence of God, you, you, you're going to start seeing momentum to your life that you don't get from just existing. Tracking with me? So some people live a very disciplined life, void of the presence of God. Some people are passionate about the presence of God, but would be late to their own funeral. <laughs> and Jesus said, you're in error because you either don't know the word of God or the power of God. He said, it's not either or, it's, it's both and. Here's the last aspect. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. What does that mean? That means until you step into a realm where you start believing things that you can't see, until you step into a place of your faith where you begin to say things that are impossible, hear me, you will never see the acceleration of the presence of God in your life the way that you could. Tracking with me? Come on, somebody say, he's maturing us. He's maturing us. He's maturing us. Come on, say it, say it with faith. Say he's maturing. You, 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 you've got to get to the place with your own faith where you begin to speak over your own children and decree and declare, God, here's what's going to happen in my kid's life. 
you, you've, got to, you've got to get to the place in your own faith where you're walking into work on Monday morning and you're mumbling under your breath. This is the last year I'm going to be sitting at this desk with that title on my name. I decree and declare you're a God that takes people from glory to glory to glory. God, you said that my gifts open doors and bring me before great people. And God, I decree and declare that as I'm faithful, God, as I'm putting my work in, God, as I'm honoring you, that you're going to open. And then after you decree and declare it, you just walk around that office all day long. Just who's God going to open the door for? Who's he going to introduce me today? Because I know he's going to do it because he said not one word he's spoken his word will come to pass void, but it shall accomplish what it was sent to accomplish. So God, I'm just looking for what you're accomplishing because you said it. I believe it. And that when's the last time you started speaking in faith over your own life? All right, point number three. Y'all ready? <laughs> like point seven. I, you got 12 points? So you ready? You ready? If I decree and declare over my life, and I love the presence of God, but I'm undisciplined, I will not see all that God has for me. If I love the presence of God and I live a disciplined life, but I don't have enough faith to say anything that I don't see. Come on now. I'm not going to see all that God has. It's, it's try, try you and God. There's three aspects to him. And I've, I've got to work all three if I'm going to see the goodness and the fullness of God come to pass in my life. I want for you more than anything else for your relationship and your faith in God A, not to be stagnant. Somebody say amen. And B, not to be environmental. The environment I'm in stokes the flame. It doesn't create the flame. The environment I'm in fans the flame. It's not the flame. Because there is a fire, there is a passion, there is a hunger, there is a desperation that is burning on the inside of me that I'm so glad I'm in a connect group and I'm so glad I'm serving on a dream team and I'm so glad I come to church every Sunday. But let me just help you out, boo-boo. It's not the connect group, it's not the dream team, and it's not Sunday service that got this fire that's burning inside of me. It's that I've made up in my mind there is nothing that this world can offer me more than to know him and to see him and experience him and to be used by him like Paul said I forget everything I've already experienced and I press forward and take the hold of that which Christ Jesus has taken hold of me my first prayer is that there is a fire that burns inside of you that is not based on your environment but is based on your encounter with King Jesus and then my sec the Bible says taste and see that the Lord is My prayer is that you would just see God do something in your life 
based on your basking in his presence and applying his word and speaking in faith that maybe you didn't pray for. Maybe you didn't expect, maybe you didn't see it coming, maybe you didn't anticipate it. Because I know when that happens, and I'm not naive, it, you know, not every, some people see miracles and go back to wretched living. Some people just, it's, wow, God's amazing. Okay, I'll be over here if you need me. But for a lot of you, I know it's just going to be one taste. And then all of a sudden you say, I want more of that. If I pursued God for six weeks and saw him do this in my life, imagine if I had pursued for six months. If I pursue him for six months and I've seen him do this, imagine if I pursue him for six years. And then all of a sudden you look up, you don't recognize you, your family don't recognize you, your community doesn't recognize you, and you're just, and how, how did you do that? And you just start starting, I, I don't know, I don't know. I, I woke up and, and, and I got in his presence and I went out to work and I went to bed and I woke up the next day and I, I got in his presence and I woke up the next day and I got in his presence. And when I went to work, I didn't just work to make a paycheck, but I worked as a glorifying unto God. Everything I put my hand to do, I did it as if I was doing it for the Lord. And you know what? After I did that on my way out the door I would just decree and declare God you're going to do this and you're going to do this and you're going to do that and God you're going to do this and before you know it guess what it just started popping off like popcorn and he was moving here and he was moving there 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 and now I'm walking in a life that I could not even imagine that's what he has that's what he has for you We're going to close and pray and maybe lay hands on some folks. What breaks my heart as a pastor is most Christians don't walk in that type of life. And I keep asking myself, why? Is that that nobody taught them? I think that's part of it. Nobody told me that showing up to church every Sunday wasn't enough to get me a supernatural life. Some of it is, the Bible says that the God of this world has blinded people. We are so caught up in our own goals and ambitions and I want to do this and I want to prove this and I want to be this and all that, that, that we, we've set goals so we have no room for destiny. Goals and destiny are not the same thing. Goals are man-made. Destiny is ordained by God. Goals can be accomplished Destiny is something you pursue for the rest of your life. You know how boring it is to reach a goal? You ever had a goal and you reached it? And then you got caught like, now what? This sucks. No, no, no. God says, I've got destiny for you. Amen. Hop up on your feet. So I wrote a message for y'all. I'm not going to preach it. I'm, should I save it? Can I give y'all the title just so I can like tick y'all off and be like, I wish you'd preach that one instead. <laughs> message entitled Lessons from the Lion's Den. It was going to be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got time. You a lie. Preach it, preach it, preach it. I get to point one, they're going to be like, listen, bro. I got 
So let me say this is for the mature. If I take y'all on a journey, Columbia, give me 15 minutes and we'll get there. Will y'all go there with me? And let me, let me even challenge you. This, this could shift the course of our church forever. And it'd be done in 15 minutes or less. I'm, I'm going to walk you through it. But what we're going to do is we're going to kind of act like we're the only person in the room. And just take about 15 guided minutes just to let God know, I want to be used by you. I want to know you. I want to see you. I want to, ex God, I want, I want that Christian life that he's talking about, that you start opening doors and doing things through me and in me and using me in ways that I didn't even ask for or pray for. God, I, 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 I want to see you do that in my life. But in order for you to do that, I've got to get over me. How many people know getting over you is hard? I, 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 didn't, I, didn't, I didn't grow up in, in Holy Ghost. Anybody grew up in Holy Ghost Church? Just, just come on, God bless you. You probably need therapy. But you know, <laughs> somebody said, I do, I do, I do, I do. They were casting devils out every Sunday. Every, every Sunday, somebody had a prophetic word. Just, I get in trouble, Columbia. Okay, I'm not making fun of it, but I am. You ever been to one of them churches where like it's just like too quiet during worship? And then and then in the back of the room you hear the word of the Lord is I come riding on a cloud. And it's just like, is he coming now? What is <laughs> now here's my question. If God is speaking, does he really say, thus saith me? <laughs> Why every prophecy got to start with, thus saith me? Just say what the man said. <laughs> All that to say, come on, that's the cynical pastor's kid. Let me bring it back. Holy, okay. I'll just say I didn't, I didn't grow up in a church like that. So I didn't, I, 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 you know, people started laying hands and I started like, don't touch me. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with you. And I remember we, we had a missionary come to our church from Guyana. He started preaching about the Holy Ghost. And I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't know what he's talking about. But I know he's talking about a Christian life that I've never experienced. I want some of that. And, 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 and they lined everybody up. You may have heard me tell this story of Freedom Conference. And, and they start laying hands on people. And people start dropping. And power God just starts hitting. And they come to me lazy. He's like, fire. And I'm like, hit me, hit me, hit me, hit me. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, okay. Nothing except for halitosis. Hit me again. <laughs> And he goes, fire! And I just, and nothing happened. And I remember went home and felt this small, felt like I wasn't even a Christian. And I just sensed, I know it was the Holy Spirit because it couldn't have been Satan. It wasn't Stephen. It was a still small voice. And he said, Stephen, do you want to know why you didn't receive anything? And I said, can you tell me why? And he said, because I can't fill you if you're full of yourself. Why are you laughing? That one hurt. That one hurt. I was just like, and then he explained to me what me being full of myself meant. He said, Stephen, you are more concerned about what people think of you 
that you are concerned of what I think of you. And here's what he said, giving a people pleaser my power is dangerous. He said, because they will use the supernatural to win friends and to manipulate instead of to represent my glory. So he said, I'm actually going to withhold what I have for you until you get over you. So when I give it to you, you won't misrepresent me or adulterate it, but you'll actually be a great representation of me. By the way, one of the reasons why Moses never got into the promised land is because he misrepresented the power of God. God said speak to the rock and he struck it instead of speaking to it and even though he struck it water still which means the power of God can still move through disobedience and God says I love you too much for people to see me use you but you not to be in alignment with me okay I use six of my 15 minutes. It's only going to take nine more minutes. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to turn this room into a basement. Is that okay? Some of you, you can't go after God the way you need to go after God sitting next to your spouse. It's not a bad thing. Just tap him on the shoulder and say, I'll see you in the car in nine minutes. Some of you came with your homeboys and y'all love Jesus together, but y'all just can't go after God the way you need to together. So we're going to sing. I don't know what we're going to sing. It ain't going to be loud. It's not going to be crazy. But just get yourself a little bit of room. Don't worry about getting back to your seat. You're not going to need your seat because we're going home after this. So, But just, 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 if you need to step out into the aisle a little bit, don't even wait for me. Maybe you want to get on your knees. Maybe you kind of just want to go stand and look at the wall or whatever you need to do. But just take a moment and just lock in on the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and just say, God, I need you to undo me in this moment. God, I may have been walking with you for the last 40 years, but God, you are a God that does new things. And God, I want to see something new in my life. God, I, I want to know you in a way that I've never known you, God. I want to see you in a way that I've never seen you, God. I, I want to experience you in a way that I've never experienced you. Maybe you're in this room and you're not even a Christian. You don't even believe in God. Your prayer needs to be, God, in this moment, reveal yourself to me. God, let me see you like I've never seen you before. Maybe you're in this room and if you'd be honest, you know you're churched. You've memorized church you understand church you can perform church just begin to pray God break the spirit of religion off of my life in this moment God I'm tired of pretending I'm tired of faking I'm tired of acting God like this is who I am God I want you to do something in my heart do something in my life do something in me that has never been done before that's perfect come on let's sing I want to know you don't build it big
Father God, I pray in this moment that you would reveal to every single person under the sound of my mouth, God, how, how high, how wide, how deep 
is your love for them. God, in this moment, God, you're wrapping each and every single person. God, in the warmth of your embrace, dear God, you're revealing yourself, God, to every man, to every woman, to every boy, to every girl in this room right now. God, you're letting them know that there's no mistake, that there's no sin, that there's nothing that can separate them from your love. God, there's not a decision that they've made that have made you disgusting to them, God. There's not a thing that they've done, dear God, that have made you turn your back on them. In this moment, God, you're letting them know that you see them, that you know them, that you love them, that you have a plan, that you have a purpose for them. In this moment, just receive the love of a father. Just allow God to prove to you that you don't have to perform for him. You don't have to impress him. You, you don't have to live up to some, some unreachable standard. He said, while you were yet sinners, I loved you. Paul said, it's that love that grips me, that, that controls me, that, that directs me. Want to be undone by your love, oh God. Want to be undone by the love of the Father. Can you just take a few minutes in between you and God, empty you of you. Just take this moment and lay at the feet of Jesus your right to control you. Whether you were like me and people's opinion of you mattered than God's opinion of you. Maybe you have some goal or some ambition or, or, or just to be honest, God, I was just running my own play, not even knowing that you had a plan for my, just take this moment and surrender afresh.
moment, God, that you are anointing every single person, God, in this room. God, you're putting your power. God, you're putting your glory. God, you're putting your presence over every man, over every woman, over every young woman, every young man in this moment, God. Your glory, God. Your presence, God. Your anointing, God. From the front of the room to the back of the room. In Columbia, God, watching online. God, we're walking out of this room. God, with the presence of God, with the glory of God on us as we walk into our homes, into our jobs, God, into an interactions with other people. God, healing will overflow from our lives. Freedom will overflow from our lives. Breakthrough will overflow from our lives. Deliverance will overflow from our lives, God. thing and then I'll let you go I hear the spirit of the Lord saying that he is going to mark you with joy some of you have been through so many battles in your life that you forgot what it felt like to be light to be free You're always just in this moment of angst of what's next, what's coming around the corner, what's going to happen. And I hear the Spirit of the Lord saying that there's going to be a revival, a fresh 
wind that blows in your heart where you can laugh again and it's not made up, where you can smile again and it's genuine, that you have a joy that gives you strength no matter. Just where you are, just lift your hands. Father God, I decree and declare over every single person. God, you said that the joy of the Lord is our strength. God, in this moment, God, you're healing broken hearts. God, in this moment, God, you're wiping away the pain of that moment and you're replacing it, God, with joy. God, with peace, God. God, you're putting a hilarious laughter back in our soul, back in our spirit, God. We will be marked by joy. Our family members, our friends, our co-workers will comment. There's something different about you. As we walk out this room, we're going to feel a lightness that's come off of our shoulders, that's fallen off of us, for we know that the joy of the Lord is our strength. Hey, if you believe it, can you take about 60 seconds? Can you pray?
this uh, this will be a different message for a different day but one day I'll teach you how God can deliver you of something but you're still tempted by it and that people pleaser is still in me and I told you I'll let you in 15 and that was 13 minutes ago and I really just want to say God bless you but I've got one more assignment from the Holy Spirit if you let me and then I'll release you as we were just dancing on the stage I heard the Spirit of the Lord saying that dance and that shout was for your freedom this next dance and this next shout is to make sure that your children never that nobody in your family will ever be bound again that everybody in your circle can you take about 60 seconds and decree and declare my home my neighborhood my church of God leave with your eyes wide open looking for what God is in this room tonight to manifest in every single area some of you are going home to teenagers that have not come out of their room in months outside to eat and go to school and it's like there's a cloud that God says when you get home they're gonna be waiting for you at the door and you're gonna know something has shifted in your home something has shifted in your house father God we seal everything that you've done in this moment God we rebuke the devourer we say Satan has no authority to reverse what you've done forward and and onward in the name of Jesus we give you the glory the honor and the praise in Jesus name we pray somebody shout amen see you tomorrow for fast track God bless you